Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This episode, by Bob, by Bob, by Bob, he's bad. He rides across the podcast, the thoroughbred of sin. He gets the applications at the Jensen Inn. They need evaluation, so let the games begin. With Tritalk Wade and High Fine Mark, let's get Heenas with Bad Bob. Yes! It's time for Evil League of Evil. <laughs> now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Distractable. I'm your host, my name is Bob, and today I will be joined by my competitors slash co-hosts, Mark and Wade. Woo! 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 Yeah! Hello. Didn't invite you to speak. Uh, if you've never seen the show before, uh, I'm the host, which means that I will be picking a winner between the two other guys, and the winner of this episode will host the next episode. That's right, I'm hosting today because I won the previous episode. Woo! Yeah, yeah! Woo! Not an invitation to talk. Hey, this is going to be a rough day, guys. I want to say I didn't say anything. I know. Points to Mark for following my rules. I won because I gave the best advice that I hope nobody followed, but also, if you did follow it, let me know how the Birds of Prey thing works. I'm real curious about that not a lot of details i want to know where people take that um so i'm sure someone's gonna run with that billion dollar idea out there just you know just follow up post follow up maybe post on the subreddit just let us know just curious all these episodes usually start with a uh, small talk we can do it like we usually do you're welcome to speak now Woo! yeah yeah Woo! that's not words talk words to me it about them there does and has how i felt i f- believe that Oh, oh man. Underwear is really riding up. Hold on. Well, you think about it. I've got an update. I have solved the mystery of how to stop our cat from shitting in the basement. Close the basement door? No. A litter box. Oh, did you not have a litter box for Keeters? We did, but he wanted a second one. So boy, oh boy, did he get it. And now our floor is shit free. The cat loved going outside and like digging in the mulch and pissing and shitting in the mulch. And now that it's like cold and rainy out all the time, he's like not outside. So he turned to coming inside and doing it in the basement. And I guess a second litter box solved that problem. Cleaning out the first one, getting a second one. Oh, now I like both my litter boxes all of a sudden. Really made the world a difference. Uh, If you have a cat, at least two litter boxes per cat's how it should be. Well, Keters is now a cat who owns two litter boxes. Sounds like someone I know. Ooh. Oh, probably something about ovens and... I haven't owned more than an oven in so long. Don't you have two ovens right now? No. Well, unless you got a microwave oven. I don't even have a toaster oven anymore. I have one oven. I've got of. That's all I've got. I don't need more. People don't need more. Why would you need more? Is it like tough financial times? You had to sell your ovens? I didn't sell the ovens specifically. Who's going to go first for their ovens? What repo man's going to come in and take your (laughs) ovens? Dude, I would watch that. No. So this is a genre of TikToks that is a little depressing, but also kind of funny. The repo guys who like stealth snag people's cars that are getting repossessed where they're like they like back into the driveway and pick it up real quick. And the person comes out of the house in their pajamas and they're like, oh, wait a minute. I would love to see that stealth repo oven repo man comes in is like, oh, there's a gas leak around here, sir. I need to investigate. Can I come in? Yeah, yeah, sure. Comes in like, 
unscrews the oven and just runs out full speed. Doesn't unscrew it at all. Walks up to the oven and it's just looking at it and then just <laughs> There's your gas leak! Runs out the door. <laughs> points to you. Well, I hope you guys earn points or I'm gonna have to host again next week. Uh, come on, any any litter box points? Poopy points for Wade. Poopy points are not very valuable. And oven pity points for Mark. Mark, I'm sorry times have gotten so tough and you had to sell your ovens. But we're just getting started. Is that it? Is that anything else? I want to play Lethal Company. Okay, well, after this, we'll all play Lethal Company for like the next 16 hours. Uh, but we have to do this first, and that's okay. I, I have a question. I have a topic, and the topic starts with a question. Are you gentlemen familiar with the piece of, uh, honestly, art Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? Yes. No, but is the guy who does that the guy from How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, I don't know if I would define Neil Patrick Harris as the guy from How I Met Your Mother, but I guess that was a pretty popular show, and he's done a lot of things. Neil Patrick Harris was Dr. Horrible, and... I just forgot his name. I knew that you would get it from that. All right, anyway, so for Wade, and for anyone who doesn't know, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog is a miniseries that was made, uh, starred Neil Patrick Harris, and it starred, um... Oh, God, what was his name? The Punch Man, Punchy McPuncho... Captain Hammer Captain was played Hammer. by Nathan Fillion. I knew that. Um, and then Penny, who is the other, the third main character, was played by Felicia Day. All, like, huge actors. Uh, but this actually took place, I believe, during the, like, writer's strike in 2008 or something. They, they made it. It's like, it has the vibe of, like, early YouTube sketches. They made mm. it themselves. It's pretty good production value, but it's clearly not, like, a studio production right like it's kind of a homebrew thing and it's a musical it's very funny one of the things about this is that the main one of the main characters dr horrible neil patrick harris is a bad guy and his his whole goal as his overarching goal is he wants to join the evil league of evil which is like the 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 group of baddies in their fictitious town that they live in and the evil league of evil is headed by bad horse <laughs> also known by the surname The Thoroughbred of Sin, and uh, he rules the evil league of eagle with an iron hoof. Today, I want to be Bad Horse, and I want you to do your best to create villain personas that will convince me you deserve to join the evil league of eagle. Eagle? Birds of prey. There are some members of the, the league uh, listed in the supporting cast, and their descriptions are very interesting. At the end of the episode, one of you will succeed and join the league, and one of you will fail and be forever lost in the anguish of obscurity, and you'll never be as noteworthy as us evil people in the league of evil. Is that contrived enough context for you boys? Uh, yeah. Yes. I do want to say, I think Bad Horse is one of my favorites. I also really like that there's one of the characters in the Evil League is called Professor Normal. He's just a guy in ordinary business attire with metal mutton chops who says that he intends to become completely a cyborg by the spring of 2010, which is several years in the future and that where when this uh, takes place. Uh, but otherwise, he's just a guy who's going to be a cyborg. Uh, I'm also a big fan of the uh, Fury Leica. It's a woman dressed in a wedding gown, and her name is a play on the f saying, Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And her backstory is that she was uh, engaged, and then, oh, her wedding was to take place at Three Mile Island. But then she got abandoned at the altar and shat on by a radioactive dove. 
<laughs> yeah, that turned into her, into a super villain. I didn't read that before. I made notes about this, but I didn't read that part of what I, I... I want you guys to come up with better personas than these, okay? These are pretty good. Clearly evil. Clearly members of the League. They've done, they've done enough to, to earn their seats. But I think you guys have what it takes to claim your seats at the Evil League of Beagle. Uh, Mr. Horse. Dr. Horse? Uh, Mr. Horse is my dad. I prefer to go by bad. What do you, what do you like in a villain? What do you like? You like the, the name? Is it all in the name? You have to have, you definitely have to have a name that illustrates what your thing is without uh -huh. being too on the nose. It has to give a, a, like a strong hint of what your, what your bit is, right? That's the other thing. To be a good villain, you have to have a bit. My bit is that I'm a horse. I've got one already. Excuse me, I'm talking to bad. Yeah, but you don't even, you were asking questions. You're not ready. I appreciate a man who does his research. I think you're jumping the gun here, Wade, but, uh. Yeah, why don't you actually, you know, yeah, go, go. Yeah, go, Wade. Yeah, go, 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 go. Whatever your name is. If you're so confident, have at it, sir. I'm Plighthawk. Okay. I gotta say, not 100% clear what your thing is from the name, but I'll, I'm with you. Uh, you know what plight is, you know what a hawk is. I only go after who either are in need or are already in a desperately sad situation. I see someone who's clearly having the worst day of their lives, swoop in, shit right on them. I see somebody in need, they maybe like had to steal bread to try to feed their family for the day. I swoop in, I take that bread. I hit those that are already at their lowest because I am the plight in the day the plight hawk plight in the day i do appreciate that that's not bad i do i gotta say i feel like you left some some wordplay on the table it sounds like you like to peck them while they're down i can tell who's who's already at their lowest through talons and tea leaves is that your superpower seeing who's already sad and yes i know who's who is at their lowest and i know they're ripe for the plucking are you a, a man-sized hawk or a hawk-sized half-man, half-bird? What, what, what do you look like? What's your... It's more like an Animorphs situation where I just turn into a hawk. Is it like a slightly large hawk or is it like a normal kind of hawk are we talking here? Like a normal-sized looking hawk, but with very fiendish, like, evil-looking features. You can tell I'm an evil hawk. Are you in any way uh, stronger or invulnerable? Because I, I, hawks are fast and all, but like, like a hawk could probably be defeated by a tennis racket. I keep my, like, human toughness, and I'm pretty, like, physically fit, so I go to the gym, work out. So a tennis racket's not going to beat me, but, like, ultimately when you're a hawk, you know, you're still going to be somewhat vulnerable. But not many people go after a hawk unless they're going to, I guess, hit it while it's down or shoot it in the air or something. And, you know, bullets hurt. I'm not immune to bullets. Okay. Well, I, you know what? As a horse, I'm not either, so uh, I'm not gonna be too judgmental about that. Okay. Well, do you have any other? Do you have any other powers? Clearly, transforming into a hawk and also being able to tell who's sad. Well, the sight of a hawk, so I have really good seeing. I can fly very fast. I can make hawk noises. Can you make hawk noises while you're in human form? Yeah, just like I can talk one in hawk form. Yeah. The powers kind of oh. go back and forth. I can't fly in human form. I need the wings. That's an interesting combo. That's a, you know what? I appreciate the confidence. That's a lot of confidence in, uh, I gotta say it, not an absolute home run right off the bat. Is it my turn? Uh, Mark, are you ready? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, does he have to be here? Can he leave? He can leave. What do you mean I can leave? Can you get out? Can you go? You were here for mine. Why would I leave for yours? Yeah, well, I was, I was lurking in the shadows like a villain. That is very villainous. You're just kind of standing in the spotlight. I'm just going to use Hawk abilities to watch and listen from a distance anyway. That's true. He probably could see and hear us from pretty much wherever. Well, then can you go do that? Hi, 
Hey, what's up, bad? I'm uh, Sir Where's Your Skin. Ooh. So there's a few different layers to that, uh, just like there's a few different layers to your skin. Not only will you be asking, where's, where's your skin? I will be wearing your skin. Wow, gruesome. Well, this is the Extraordinary League of Evil or something. Evil League of Evil, but we're working on it. I mean, that's really it. It's pretty cut and dry or cut and wet, actually, usually in my work. Extremely goopy. So you, so you wear people's... Do people generally survive? Not usually. No, it's actually... Actually, it's a very slow death because it's not the skin that, you know, really... It's not the removal that's a problem. It's the infections that are set in afterwards. Skin is a very important barrier uh, for your, um, you know, circulatory system and immune system. I gotta say that's that the 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 violence is not out of place, but it's 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 very gory. It's like extra gory. It's just not elegant, you know. Oh, so I'm so I just two swipes. I've gotten down to two swipes, and you're like, "Where's my skin?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I'm pretty sure he can still hear from over there, but that's. I mean, that is impressive. That is that definitely is more elegant than I guess it seemed at first uh, description. Do you have any super powers, though, other than other than being able to tolerate wearing another person's skin, I guess? Is that a superpower or are you just... I mean, tolerate, I enjoy it, but, you know, I can't fly or anything. So I guess if you like the Hawkman for his flight ability, that's pretty cool. Uh, but if I skinned him right now, I bet if I flap my arms, I might be able to fly. You know, flight is based on, you know, the shape of the feathers and Bernoulli's principle. And I would be curious if you skinned him in human form, if you would, if you would then have the ability to change into hawk form. But can you, have you tried that? Can you steal people's superpowers? Hey, bird boy. Is he actually not listening? Hey, birdster. Whoa. Hey, it worked. Oh, there you are. Hey, hey, Birdo. Um, yeah, thanks for excluding me for most of this episode. What's up? If I cut off your skin and wear it, can I make it change into the bird? <laughs> what the fuck? We're just having like a debate right now. I assume if you skinned me in human form and then I turned and you wore it and I turn into a bird because I'm still alive, the skin you cut off of me might turn into feathers. Is the shit how how big is this bird when you're a bird? Bird sized, so it would shrink up. It's kind of like 100% cotton, but my skin. Yeah, that's not going to work. So sorry you can't skin me. I don't know your thing. I wasn't here. <laughs> thought you had good hearing. The thing about a good villain, you, you don't want to be too powerful, you know? You want to have, have just enough to really be a menace without being, you know, like undefeatable. And I, I, I think you have a lot of vulnerability, but also a very interesting, you know, this very interesting and gruesome a bit that you do there. The second part of this, I'm glad you came back. What was your name? Plight Falcon? Plight Hawk. Plight Hawk. I'm glad you. I'm glad you came back. I'm gonna ask you both a series of questions. Oh, do we only get one? I come up with several different dudes. Oh, you have multiple personas. I thought we were doing that the whole time, so I came up with like three personas. Well, okay. Do you want to? Do you want to know my? I I have a, a pertinent assessment then right now. I, I'm, I'm just gonna ready. say, sure. Plight Hawk does not beat Mister Wears My Skin. Sir, where's- oh, I forgot that you're knighted, sorry. What's his thing? Where's your skin? Guess, guess what his thing is. He either takes my skin or doesn't have any of his own, or- All of the above, but mostly he takes your skin and wears it. Yeah, the whole thing is, you'll be saying, where's your skin? And then I'll, I'll be like, I'm wearing your skin. How do you take my skin? Is that your power? I just lose it when you look at me? I have a knife, two swipes, and I can take it all off. 
How do you catch a bird? Well, you're not a bird right now. Look, that's 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 more about general villainy, okay? You don't need to have superpowers in order to catch a bird. So you just have a serial killer beating a man who turns into a bird. No, I'm not killing them. It's the infections. I've been over this. If you were listening with your great bird hearing. I wasn't listening. I feel like the hawk hearing is is has been exaggerated. If you really weren't listening from where you were, it's close. And Plighthawk is definitely a pretty good villain. But Sir, Where's Your Skin uh, would win if this was the final face-off. Barring, you know, if there were some more interview questions or whatever. You're in the fight. But if you want to try another persona, I'm totally open to that. Uh, Plighthawk does not have to be your only submission. I'll throw out a couple of names I had. I had Father Feeble. I had Conniving Gerbil. Either of those catch your fancy? I really want to hear about conniving gerbil. I gotta be honest. It's a gerbil who's become like self-aware and gained like a human level of consciousness. His job or what he likes to do, get, you know, adopted into a family, make himself at home, like make them like him. And then he picks a member of the family to become his nemesis. And his goal is to break that one down slowly but surely. Hiding the remote, misplacing his keys planting i don't know weed or something on him to make it look like he did something but he slowly like increases his level of warfare to become to the point where it's like a battleground between one member of the family and the gerbil but the rest of the family thinks that the gerbil's innocent and that this person is just losing their minds i love that do you does does conniving gerbil ultimately kill this person or is it just once the life is destroyed you just move on to the next like where's the line it, it depends it's, it's really depending on, on the escalation of the battle if it becomes like a battle royale versus you versus gerbil sure but the idea is to get everyone to turn against this family member so much that like the family falls apart and then gerbil gets out disappears runs away because the family's destroyed and now it's time to find his next target that's a tremendous display of villainy that is long term that is slow escalation that gives you a lot of opportunities for monologuing to your victim in a context where there's nothing that they can do about it. Oh yeah, once everyone thinks that you're crazy and then you reveal yourself to that person and talk to them and they're like, the gerbil, he talked to me. Then it's like, okay, yeah, you, you're beyond our help now. And it's like conniving gerbil one, family member zero. New villain, new villain coming in. Uh-huh, sure. I'm bees in your butt. <laughs> you need me to explain? I would like to let you explain in your own words how bees in your butt works. Well, okay, so that name actually I've been workshopping for a while. It originally was the hive hind, but people didn't really connect exactly what I was able to do. But it, it wasn't, yeah, it just wasn't working. And so people were often like surprised, like, ow, I've got this sudden rapid series of pains in my asshole. And they were like, they didn't know it was you. But if I- You mean your honey hole? That's also was another name, but it just like, it, it kind of like got into a sexual thing. And I, I didn't, I'm not about that. It's a very like not sexy thing to happen. Uh, so I went with bees in your butt. Uh, so yeah, I guess that is my next question. Are you the bees? No, God, no, no. Okay, so you're not actually entering people's butts. You're, you're manifesting bees inside of people's butts? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually what it is, is I open a wormhole to the nearest hive in the area. Like when the bees go extinct, I'm kind of fucked. But for now, it's like, it's, I think I've tested it's about like a three mile radius. So I've got a good radius. I can pull bees. I can pull a lot of bees. There's really no limit. If I, I can open multiple. And so I can just like cram every bee in the area into someone's butt uh, at will. I feel like I have to ask, 
Have you tried anything else with the wormholes? Yeah, so I've tried it with uh, wasps. It, it kind of has the same effect, but you know, bees in your butt kind of the alliteration is nice. Well, so could you like, you were in the vault of a bank per se, could you open up a thing and maybe deposit, I don't know, gold bars into the nearest beehive does it go the other way how how does that work no no i i can't take them out once they're in it's kind of a one-way bee to butt tunnel oh, okay interesting that's an interesting limit i don't think it would be good to have gold bars in your butt it wouldn't hurt as bad i mean it'd probably hurt but i don't know in in terms of like heisting it might be useful if you paired if you paired with the right heist partner that would potentially be something uh, that would be you know, kind of a kind of an interesting take. I, I can I can I stop it? I'm just really like, I mean, this is a passion thing for me, and so like I love the workshopping, but I've I've like, you know, I've thought this through. I've I've grew up with this powerful. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to change your persona. I'm just saying, as part of the league, um, working working on like group projects is kind of an expectation. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. You know, if I'm part of a heist, I'll be like, you point to the security guard, bees in his butt or her butt immediately. Does it work if you bring your own bees? Can you have like a mobile bee hive that you park somewhere nearby if you're doing a heist or something? Yeah, I guess, but it's kind of mean to the, I mean, I don't want to do that to the bees. Well, you could responsibly, you could be a responsible beekeeper. I mean, that's, there's there's ways to raise bees that's that's healthy and, and you know, that they would, they would thrive and it'd be, I feel like putting them in people's butts is probably the worst thing that you can do to a bee. It's kind of a, well, okay, so I'm allergic to bees. Uh, so having them around, a lot of the bees in the area, especially this city, they don't like me. Turns out they don't like being in people's butts. Uh, so they, I don't know how, but they remember that I'm the one. And I'm like, I've never even seen you, but the bees just like really, really don't like me. So I, I hope that whenever it goes into someone's butt that they're clenching very hard because if they get out of the butt, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm, cause one sting and I'm anaphylaxis. I, I really, I do, I appreciate the weakness to your own power. That's a very high level uh, villain trait. And that is uh, just really classic. So that's so uh, that bees. I have to say the name the name is a little on the nose, but you said you're working on it. Well, no, I mean if you like hive hind, that could be it. Well, if people didn't get it, that's my fear with that, right? Because you you got it, that's the you, they people need to get it. Uh, but yeah, we that's you know you could evolve that. That's okay. I this is another close one. We've got bees in your butt versus conniving gerbil. I gotta say, being allergic to your own superpower is just about my favorite uh villain weakness that i've ever heard of the way that conniving gerbil does his business and the long i mean years long torment just absolute agony you can put these people through and you don't even kill them a lot of villains you know the final escalation is you have to you have to kill somebody or something yours is non-violent torment that's so hard to in today's day and age as a villain that's so hard to see I feel like conniving gerbil kind of has the edge. Uh, but like I said, if you have other personas, uh, we're, we're still open. It's uh, And if you want to move on to questions, we could do questions. I'll take questions because I, I got, I, I feel, I feel confident. So both of you uh, say that you're in the league. Uh -huh. and now uh, we're planning a heist okay. and you're, you're each being put to use. Uh, your skills are being, are being planned uh, to be implemented in some big heist, big thing, big stuff for the league. Good stuff. And uh, it's very exciting. And somebody is proposing an idea that's going to get your part of the heist cut. 
So you're no longer going to be part of it. You're still in the league. It's not like you're getting kicked out. But how do you deal with that inter-league discord? How do you resolve the issue? And how do you, uh, what do you do to, to try and maintain your role in the heist? Because obviously that's, you know, that's why we're here. You want to be in the show, you know? Is this, is this you? Is this you? Are you? No, no, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just doing my thing. But like some other member of the league who is basically equal to you, maybe more senior, but basically equal is, is trying to cut you out and trying to put their own thing into the heist. They're trying to replace you. This is when conniving gerbil reveals like a hidden part of their brilliance and power that no one knew was there. This is when they go to that person and they talk to them about like their family. Let's say they have like a daughter and that daughter has a pet, a puppy, a bird, a gerbil, a mouse. This is when conniving gerbil says your kid loves her pet, right? What if I were to tell you that their pet works for me? You want your daughter to be happy? You cut yourself out of this deal, not me. You know what I can do. Don't fuck with me. I will say in the in the in the villain world, having ki- kids, having family and kids, not always a given. And uh, kids having pets, if especially if they're villains, I guess eh, a fair chance. You're relying on a lot of context there. I think that would probably be effective if someone did have a kid, but maybe not so widely applicable. Hive hind. Sorry, no uh, bees well, in your butt. I was actually thinking of another name. I, if I could throw it out there, I just I just thought of it. Buzz butt. It's a little less specific than the bees because it could be wasps or you know there's lots of stuff that buzzes. All right. Anyway, uh, if if someone was trying to cut me out of the deal, boom, bees. No, no talking, no monologuing. No, but yeah, no, they're they're cutting. Well, I mean, I is it, wait, is this a trick question? I I go up and talk to them. I I, I talk to them. I I ask why. I want to hear how I want to hear how you would handle it. I don't want. There's no right answer. Is this an amount of bees that would be lethal, or is this a non-lethal bee butt situation? I'm actually really glad you asked. There's a fine line between too many bees, and I have to analyze the capacity of their butthole, um, because if you put too many bees in, they can't move around a sting. So it's literally just like, boom, there's something in my butt, but they don't know it's bees, right? They only know it's bees if I... If I study the capacity and I gauge it right, sometimes the wormhole can be a little like if it's far away, I don't really know what the size and amount of bees. But, you know, it's it's a really delicate balance and it's taken many years. So do you perform colonoscopies? How do you figure out the butthole capacity? Well, I just kind of look and I'm like, that's a big butt. And I I assume like the amount of glute outside can sometimes compress the amount of uh, uh, space inside. So I like I have to kind of like do an estimation of like the bigger the butt, the smaller the hole. Sometimes. Other times, it's completely... Some people just have the most cavernous ass. Um, but it's, like, just a weird thing. Like, uh, it, that's a freak one in, you know, a million. If, if I be someone's butt and they're not immediately like, Argh! I usually, like, tone back the bees. Yeah, well, it's kind of like baking, right? You you can always add more bees, but you can't really take... Can't really put the bees back in the hole. Yeah, so if... Usually, I go with just a few bees. Well, I gotta say, that would be pretty effective. No, but I talk to them. I, I talk to them first. I talk to them. Because because we're in the same league. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your honest answer, and I like it. Villains don't have to be cordial with each other. We're we're we're, we're allowed to be professional because we are in the league together. But like I I think that your answer is more widely applicable. Well, I've had time to think about it. Can I add to mine before you make a ruling? Well, you didn't think before you spoke earlier. Well, I did, but I one of us had to go first, and one of us had ten minutes to think about it, and it wasn't me. Why'd you take ten minutes for your answer? You did. I just put boom, bees. No, you took 10 minutes. You gave me 10 minutes because you took that long. You've got one power. You put bees in butts. It's not that 
complicated. You want bees in your butt? Do you want bees in your butt right now? I'm conniving. I take time. My plans are thought out. Do you want bees in your butt right now? I will put every hive in your ass. Who says the bees will listen to you? They don't have a choice. They don't like it. I I, I do think that's sort of a presumed part of his powers, actually. Yeah, he they don't listen to anybody. He just puts them there. They do their own thing. Yeah. His powers, he makes a wormhole. Look, bees aren't really thinking. They just are like, where am I? Sting, sting. That's kind of what's going on. Petty is not a good look for a villain, a conniving hamster. Gerbil, fuck you. If you want me to remember your name, maybe it needs to be a little more memorable. Uh, what did you want to add to your answer? Because right now you're not looking so hot. I imagine conniving gerbil either has other gerbils or animals in on the loop of like, okay, this person's got a pet. I'm going to get in with that. Or he's already done his investigation. I mean, he's a gerbil. He's small. He can get around. You guys are busy putting bees in butts or doing whatever the fuck. Conniving gerbil has gone around. Oh, you want in on the heist? You've got some amazing plan. I hide the plans. I fuck with where your storage of things are. I mess with your life to make you look disorganized and unprepared. And that way, whenever you think you're getting in my spot on the heist, bad horse or whatever the fuck your name is, gets to look over and is like, well, it looks like you're not as well prepared as I thought. Gerbil, you're back in. That's right. I remember your name now because this fuck over here, he's not even ready for the meeting. You know what? I appreciate that you insulted me directly. That's very bold and villainy, villainous of you. But I have to say, it jumping immediately to physical retaliation, uh, in this case, just about the most villainous thing I could imagine. And this is not the last question, but I do think that that back and forth helped bees in your butt. I'm sorry, hive hind. Uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, buzz butt. Any of them. Whatever you want, really, asshole. How many bees are you going to fit in my ass? I'm a gerbil. Good luck. You've got a, you've got about a 0.4 liter capacious butt. I think you should probably not mess with the man who puts bees into butts on a, on a whim. I, I don't think gerbils can handle a lot of bees in the butt. I've got to be honest. You know what? Here's some meta for you. What if I crawl into his ass? He puts the bees into my ass. They don't fit. And all of a sudden, bees in your butt has beat his own ass. Don't crawl in my butt. I don't. That's not cool, man. You're not like some sort of super fast gerbil or anything, as far as I understand it. So you'd have to really sneak up on him. But he he does sleep, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I do. But no, it's just like that's kind of weird. It's kind of just creepy. So could you not? Uh, final, final question. Okay. And this is more, this is like a, a personal values question. You are in the perfect position to take one of three things. Target number one is a wall safe filled with, uh, gold bars and, and, uh, bearer bonds, which are, uh, you know, basically have money value for whoever holds them. Uh, there is the ambassador's daughter. Uh, her bodyguard has been distracted, and so she is vulnerable, so you could kidnap the ambassador's daughter. You're not going to hurt her, uh, just, you know, then you can get stuff from the ambassador. And also, you can go to the ballroom, terrorize the entire group of individuals who are here at the ambassador's huge soiree, and monologue about the heist that you're going to pull off that's going to be even more impressive than all the stuff that you had to do tonight to get into this party to just monologue to those people and terrorize them at their fancy uppity party. One of those three things is doable, but not all of them. Which one do you go for if you're in that position? But here's the thing, I wouldn't kidnap the ambassador's daughter. I would go and be comforting to her, get adopted into the family and then start a whole nother con. The ambassador's family travels a lot, being an ambassador, and they really can't have pets going from country to country, doing whatever. Uh, the daughter would love to have you as a pet, but dad says no. Be our little secret. 
She'd sneak me in a purse or a bag. We'd find a way. You convince her to rebel a little bit. You get her on your side. Then once you're into the... Fine, fine. Once you're into the family, what's your end game? I find out. I find out who the target is, whether it's in that family. Tragic, you know, uh, shoebox incident. Gerbil dies. And I figure out who my target is based on a friend on the family. Uh, someone higher up. I just enjoy the torture of the moment. I don't need gold. I don't need all the money stuff. The families I move into, they provide, they feed me, whatever. It's about finding the next target. Bold answer to completely ignore my premise, but I appreciate it. Here's the thing. If I have time to make friendly with the daughter, not kidnap her, but just be a friendly little gerbil that gives her a moment of comfort that I can then be taking in with her. If I had time to also monologue and go over a plan that I wasn't even going to pull off the fake heist boast that we were about to do, like I'm going to get into your safe and get your gold bars. I would totally give my gerbil monologue before pulling a fast one and ending up comforting the ambassador's daughter and going off with her into the, whatever my next thing was. You definitely can't do both of those things. I'm just going to keep that as a hard, as a hard line but i appreciate your answer well the, the reason i ask is you said kidnapping the, her daughter but if i wasn't kidnapping all i'm doing is comforting for a moment so i wouldn't take long that's fair that's fair uh bu buzzy buzzy booty uh so with the monologue is that like for the reason of distraction or is it just a monologue no that's just for your own ego um that's just just to enjoy the moment and to warn them about what you're going to do so that it's more impressive when you still pull it off in the future. It creates that opportunity for you. Can I take that one? Because I feel like it would just be a great opportunity for me to workshop these names. I really don't often have an audience. Um, it's usually a one-on-one -on -one thing, but I can pull in bees from pretty much everywhere to unlimited number of butts. Uh, so what I do is I would get up on the staircase. I'm assuming it's a big party, a big staircase and whatever, red carpet and whatever. And I go like, beware. Yeah, yeah. You get it. Beware. And then I, I, I get all their attention. They're all looking at me. I'll have great costume. Uh, I'm assuming you have a tailor. Oh yeah, no, obviously. Co full, full, full stage costuming, tailoring. You can have elegant bee. You can have circus bee. We can. Oh, I don't want to be. I don't like bee. I don't want to look like a bee. No, just like a nice suit. That's evil, right? I mean, that's that's classic, I guess. But can you have some kind of bee, can you have a bee ring or something? Why do I? The bees are evident. You, your your clothes have to suggest who you are in a way that's too obvious, but also unnoticed completely by anyone around you. Doctor Beevil. I don't know why he's helping you, but I love that. That's great. That that actually that actually is really good. Do you have a doctorate? I could get one. If you could get some kind of doctorate, then you could absolutely go by Dr. Beevil. This is how conniving gerbil gets in. He helps just enough to get you to accept. And the next thing you know, I pull a fast one on you. So yeah, Dr. Beevil. Oh, I got you. Anyway, so what I do is I would use it as an opportunity. I was going to workshop the name, but honestly, I feel like if I'm up to the top, like, it's me, Dr. Beevil. And then, you know, I'll make an example out of one. I'm going to be their butt. Like, ah, they're screaming on the floor. And then I'll say, like, Dr. Beevil will do the same to you. And then I'll really gauge, like, what they, how they're feeling that. If they're feeling pretty scared about that, that'll be a good opportunity. Uh, and if that's not working, and then then I'll, I'll like subtly work in the other names see if they remember because if they don't remember the first name then that's an indication that they're like oh no uh so it was like buzz butts here to end your rear yeah you know and so i'll like keep running through that in between the like you know world domination stuff all the society will collapse under the heel of my evil boot and stuff like that and then what i'll do is i'll end it with like don't try anything don't call the cops or be in the but be in your bottle will make you pay but yeah i feel like you know just like i don't get a platform a lot and not many people listen to me 
you know, and my communication is mostly them screaming, Ah, bees are in my ass! I do have one, one follow-up, Dr. Beevil. How, how commonly do you find that people know without any explanation that it is, in fact, bees in their ass? Do you feel like that people just are like, Oh, my ass hurts, or is it, do they know? Can they tell somehow? They usually just think that they have a sudden hernia. That's usually, like... But I tell them, I tell them, watch, that's why I went with bees in your butt, so they know my name and they're right. like, it instantly right, associates. Right. Well, and that's, that's part of the whole villain persona. You're gonna, you're gonna, you, you have to lay it out for them. They don't have to immediately understand to suffer. And I, that's so, that's okay. Yeah. But the thing is like, they're not really listening to me afterwards. I gotta admit, I tried, this is why I don't often have like a whole room is like, usually when I'm like, God, bees in your butt, it's struck again. And then they're just kind of writhing on the ground. Um, and they, really they don't even notice i'm there half the time they're like totally oblivious they're so focused on the pain in their butt okay okay no that's you know what thank you very much uh both of you for your time and and your answers uh very interesting i have to say for that last question there was a correct answer and uh the correct answer was to monologue that was obvious that's a very villainous behavior and like you said all of us struggle to get a platform you know yeah, yeah. to really get our message out about how the society is collapsing yeah, yeah, yeah. all that stuff and it's it's important to take opportunities i think to put that out there but i do have to say somehow conniving hamster was it terrible somehow your answer was both completely wrong but also correct and like less correct than the right answer was but still correct in a way that, like, scored some points. I appreciated it. I appreciated it. I couldn't give... Uh, I could not give the, like, me speech in that situation. Because the way conniving dribble works is he gets after that one person. And that's when he reveals himself. To do it in front of a whole crowd would kind of destroy the purpose unless he'd, like, invaded... Like, unless the, the whole plan was he'd invaded each of their lives individually and they all thought he was their gerbil. And then he reveals all at once then he would but as part of like a, a heist with the whole crew it wouldn't make sense it's that one person that he goes in like you know he's got to get the financial information he's got to get the passwords it's that person he would monologue to to reveal himself revealing to everybody would have to be he would involved with each of them individually because the way he works is more on an individual psychological breakdown i had to stay true to conniving gerbil that's why he went for the girl this has been a tight race i did say that at the beginning of the question section conniving gerbil was uh in the lead i think uh Dr. Beevil really clawed a lot of points back and actually, I think, took the lead at a certain point. Um, but I am going to make my final assessment now. And because we are villains, I'm going to do it while you're both here in front of you. Uh, and I have to say that the uh, villain who will be joining the Evil League of Evil is going to have to be Conniving Gerbil. I, now listen, Dr. Beevil, listen, I think you've got a great talent. I think you should, I think you should reapply the next time an opening comes up. I think you were right there. I think on a different day against a different, uh, a different, uh, opponent, you would have gotten in. It's not that you're not a great villain. It's just that I gotta respect the long view that the gerbil has. He's talking years, he's talking decades, and the impact that he has beyond the one person that he really messes up is almost inconsequential. We're trying to make an impact on the world by doing almost nothing, but also very dramatic and over... You, you, you see what I'm saying? The bees is just a very... It's just a very real and immediate consequence. And I think there's a lot of refining you could do uh, before you apply again that'll really help you out in the future. You okay? 
do you have any uh, remarks? I guess you want to make as the as the loser. And I'm sorry, I do it at, by the rules of how the league practices. I have to call you today's loser. Do you have like a loser speech or something? Thank you for the Okay, you know what? Can I even dribble? I see what you did here, and that was just a masterful takedown of this poor schmuck. I gave him his name. His name, moving forward, he gets to attribute to conniving Dribble, the one who took him down. You you are both the person who named him and the person who took joy from him all in one fell swoop. And that that right there is why we got to respect. Game respects game. Conniving Dribble, congratulations. Welcome to the Evil League of Evil. As today's winner and uh, best villain in this room, possibly, including myself, which is a high praise. Uh, do you have a winner's uh, speech? You might have looked down on me from the start, but throughout this episode and throughout life, I've been there by your side, learning, studying, watching, relishing that underdog role while you grandiosely threw bees or whatever your powers may be and showed the world what you had. I was there in the shadows watching. And then as I've always done, when the iron was hot, I struck. Your joys, I brought those to you. Your pains, that was me too. Now that the joy is gone and the pain is real, you get to see that your entire life has become about me. So good luck, Dr. Beevil. You'll never forget conniving gerbil. But I will forget you. Uh, you won't forget this. Bees in your butt. (laughs) (laughs) How many could fit into my ass? Like, maybe one? (laughs) Oh, you'd be surprised. Like, four or five, definitely. If you're just an actual gerbil, I think he'll just explode from the number of bees. Does your wormhole change depending on what animal you're putting it into? Or, like, if there was a giant, like elephant you'd still only put like five bees i could put as many bees as i want i don't i don't know what i expected but that was not quite what i expected and i can't tell if that was a fun episode or the cringiest thing that i've ever made you do on this podcast i i feel like plight hawk was underrated i think one of plight hawk's main and only problems is that i don't like the name night hawk parody plight hawk oh so good no, I, it's too, it's too many consonants. It's, it needs a, it needs, it needs some air in it. It needs a little, it needs something longer. There's literally a character named Nighthawk who's basically the same, but with a P instead of an N, Plighthawk. Plighthawk is just a, it doesn't come out of the mouth in a way that works for me. Yeah, Miss Ocean's polite hawk. Oh, it's the polite hawk. If you flew over and somebody was like, oh no, it's Plighthawk, people would be like, flight? Flight Hawk? What are you saying? It needs, it's just too something. I mean, Superman's iconic and everyone, nobody could tell if he was a bird or a plane. So like, you know, it happens. He's a good guy though. They can suck it. Anyway, thank you for listening to the episode and or watching it. If you watched because it's available to watch on Spotify. That's the end of the episode. Uh, you can check out Mark, Markiplier, Wade at Lord Minion 777 I am MySkerm. And, uh, you know, make sure you like follow the thing or whatever so you get notifications and, and junk most weeks we're gonna have like three episodes now because we're doing bonus ones wade wins which means wade will be hosting next time congratulations that's all i got so i guess i'll do the thing that we say at the end i want to see a commercial i want to see an animated version of this where like there's the villain horse trying to recruit people and dr beevil who doesn't know his name and like conniving gerbil i want i want to see the episode of this show that this was i hope i hope that animators animate it i hope that people on the subreddit do drawings or whatever i want to see a comic of this and not just with our characters but more like failed villain applications to the league of villainy like god that sounds funny i want it oh all i all i have to say is that thing we say at the end of the podcast podcast out